Welcome to the Your Next Level podcast. I'm your host, Insof Daniels. Join me every Monday for a new episode where we talk career, manifestation, money, relationships, and so much more. Join us as we show you how to get from where you're at to your next level. You can expect a new episode every single Monday. Welcome to Your Next Level with Insof Daniels. Valerie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So to start off, can you just share with me what were you doing before you were a high performance coach? Well, before that, I was just, um, I was always a stay-at-home mom. So I was married. I have four children. And so I just did all of the, just anything that you would do at home. You know, I, I took care of the house and the pool and just all of the kids' activities and just kind of ran my life through my children, through all of their sports. I had, you know, kids in football, soccer, dance, drill team, you know, all of those things. So I was the the carpool, the therapist, <laughs> that was all the things to my kids. And and how has life changed? What's your life looking like right now compared to back then? Compared to back then. So I divorced eight years ago and that was a second divorce for me. I was first was married at 19. So second divorce at 45, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out me <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, at 45 years old and you wake up and you realize who am I? Like, how did I get here? And um, how do I change this? Because this is not the person I had envisioned myself to be at this age. And so I was hoping at that time, like quickly, like maybe six months, I'll meet somebody, get married and get back at it. And it didn't work like that. So, and I'm thankful it didn't work like that because I have literally taken the last eight years and I've, you know, I've had a relationship in that time for about two years, but I've, I've taken the last eight years primarily to take care of me, to learn me, to understand, you know, who I am. And, and I ask women, I have a, a coaching program that's called, who am I? Because I got to a place that that was my question. I really couldn't even answer the basics of which somebody should be able to answer, you know, like just things like, what's your favorite restaurant? Where do you love to travel to? What makes you happy? What's your hobbies? Like it just sat there when my life coach was asking me those questions and like, um, I I don't know. Like I, I just cried. She's like, well, you have to answer something. And I literally couldn't like, it was that my brain just locked down that much. Like, I really don't know. I just have lived a life of doing what I was told to do. You know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're told to be this way. You're told to do this. You're, you're, you're told to act like this. You're told to be like this as a wife, as a mom, as a, so it's really an interesting time in my life. And there's so many women I talk to, you know, 45, 50 years old, kids graduate high school, you know, them and their husband kind of grew different directions and now they're on their own. And they're like, wow, like, um, I don't even know where to begin or how to find myself again. And, and that's a scary place to be because I was there and I can relate to it and I have a lot of passion for it. So, you know, I love to, um, to help people. And one of my aha moments in this whole journey was, and this is, this hasn't been that long ago. I realized this was, you know, every relationship you have with, with, with people, it's an extension of the relationship you have with yourself. Mm. And so a lot of times we're looking for these relationships to bring happiness, joy, peace, a sense of like fulfillment. And, and, and we get in these relationships and, and they might start that way in the beginning thinking, Oh, this is it. But then when that newness wears off, it's not. 
because at the end of the day, it's not easy and there's no shortcuts. You have to become the best version of you if you want the best version of all the other areas of your life, because it just connects, we connect and we attract where we are in life. So when we're in a place in life that maybe we just divorced and we're so broken and we're running out there and I've done this before and I, I was married like within like six months between first husband, second husband, you know, that's all I was like, okay, I'm so I wasn't in a place where I should have been looking to find somebody to marry because I wasn't healthy. So I wasn't attracting my best, if that makes sense. And, and so sometimes people want to live in that victim mode, like, well, nothing, nothing ever happens good for me. Nothing yeah. ever, you know, they want to go through this whole list of things of poor me, this and that. And, and I'm not saying poor me, I'm not discounting it. We do go through hard things in life. And I did too. And I had to really get to a place and be like, you know what? I'm the common denominator in all of this. So the bigger question was for me, not not necessarily all that I had been through, which we could talk about that for three hours and you could be like, oh my gosh, poor you, poor you, poor you. That's not what I want from my, my listeners. It's my bigger question was, why did I allow it? Why do we allow it? Why do we stay? Why do we, you know, not have the boundaries to, you know, wow. people treat us, we allow it. So, you know, that became my bigger question for myself on my journey and just really trying to find my authentic self and get to my place, you know, like get to a place where you're so happy with yourself, like, and not in an ego way. I'm not better than anybody else. I'm just putting the work in. So I'm doing the work. So I'm becoming more and more self-aware of things. And then I start creating better opportunities and friendships and things because now I'm at a high, I'm, I'm like, what do you want to say? My energy is at a higher level. Mm. I have the self when I walk in a room, I know my worth. I know my value. If somebody wants to say something to me that might be less than, okay, well that stinks, but it doesn't, it doesn't change who I am or how I feel about myself. Well, and you know, the, the statement that, that you made asking yourself that question of why did I allow this? That is such a big question. And I mean, when you ask that question, I could even feel like inside of me, I should ask myself that question about, you know, certain things. And how were you able to to work through or to answer that question? You know, I will have to tell you. So life is a journey. We, we say that, you know, there's no destination. People want to think when I get here, I'll be happy. Yeah. I'm going to continually be on a journey. We could be on a podcast in a year from now. And I'll have different stories, different things. So you have to look at your life like there's no manual. You don't beat yourself up. Failure is not failure. It's learning moments. And you just have to be willing, you know, what you seek, you will find. There's all those proverbs. There's different ways of saying it. So when you're on the journey of like, and you can, the first step though, is like, like that hit you. When I said that to you, the first step is somebody identifying it, like not ignoring it and not saying, okay, well, that's, that's not me. But if somebody can be honest with themselves and say, okay, wow, I really would like to ask myself that question. To me, that's the first step because you're acknowledging that, hey, possibly, there could be something I could learn here. Let me take a time out and kind of, you know, look at this. And, you know, in a lot of things, most things will tie back to something in childhood, whether it be something from a parent, the way you were raised, a teacher, um, a family member, a sibling, um, just a lot of times things will relate back to how we were raised. And so it becomes a comfort zone. You know, some people that are unfortunately raised in abusive homes and things, you will see studies done on it. They're in abusive relationships. And you're like, well, how did that happen? You got out, 
but you went back and it's, it's really because it's, it's what they know. It's comfort. It's so when they get in a good relationship and I, you know, I've been there too. When you get in something where someone's really treating you and, and knows your worth and your value, and they're really treating you as the queen you are as a woman, it can be like, okay, I've never felt this before. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know, like, what do you want from me? You know, you get, you can get very, cause, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad, you know? Mm. So we have to really, you know, look at those things like, okay, just because we've never been there before doesn't mean, you know, it's not comfortable. So you have to just be on your journey of self-discovery for yourself. For me, I would listen to different podcasts of motivational people I liked, and I would pick up a little nugget here, a little nugget there. Again, everybody that talks, you're not going to agree with everything. No one's going to agree with everything that I say. We're all on a different journey. But like my hope is when I talk on topics that it can, it can people can start thinking about that topic. Like, oh, wait, self-love. What? Okay, wait, I have to have a relationship with myself first to really get love. You know, I went a whole lifetime looking for that, that feeling of being loved. And I was looking for it from a man from 18 years old. My dad passed away at 12 and I was the only one with him and I, I witnessed it. And I have always desired love from man. And so going on my self journey, one day of working on my self love, not even realizing it, I'm like, oh, this feeling I'm, I'm, I've been looking for, I have it. How do I have this feeling? I don't have a man. Like, how, do, how did this happen? You know, it's like, whoa, what happened? Because I am feeling, I went to the restaurant alone and, and I went to a movie alone and, and, and I'm at home at night and I'm reading my book before bed and, I, and, I'm, and I'm happy and I'm not feeling lonely and, and I'm feeling whole and worthy and valuable. And, and it's like, yeah, that's self-love. That's, it, it's not arrogant. It's not selfish. It's knowing, you know, you should be, you know, treating yourself because then you're also setting boundaries when you have that feeling. So now when I look back and say, why did I allow all I allowed? Like you asked, I didn't know myself. I didn't, I didn't love myself in the way that I should. Um, I didn't have the self-confidence because I didn't have the self-love and then I didn't have the courage to change things because it takes self-love, self-confidence to have courage. And that's doing the scary things of maybe standing up for yourself. And so when I found myself in this moment of like, aha, I also noticed I began to have boundaries up without knowing I had boundaries up. Like people were treating me differently. People were, you know, people that were not necessarily as good to me were kind of just falling off and going and doing their own thing. I didn't have to say anything. They're just kind of on their own journey. And I kind of went on my own journey. Um, no hard feelings to anybody. We're all on a different path in life. Right. So it's just because somebody might not be your person and might be toxic for you. I would never say anybody in my life is a bad person. I would look back on it because I've healed and say, we're on a different journey. They're having things they need to learn. And maybe they haven't tried to self-reflect. And I have, doesn't make me better than them. It just means that, like I said, I put the work in and I'm trying to grow and expand and open my mindset and change and have the boundaries. So that way, you know, life is hard. I mean, it doesn't even make, it's not necessarily going to be easier when you figure it all out. I mean, we still have things <laughs> But when you have that self-love and things come your way or you have a breakup or things happen, you don't cry over the breakup like I did for a year and a half or two years and, and dissect it and want to know and why. And you're like, okay, I know my value. I know my worth. My man's coming who I'm going to be with. And that's okay. Yeah, you're going to be upset. But you don't sit there and just like fall apart for that long because you have more of a self-confidence, you know what I'm saying? You have more self-love and you can be like, yeah, that stinks. It hurts. 
but it's not going to define me. It's not going to make me just like cave and fall apart and do crazy things and self-destruct and, and, and it's not going to have me do those things because I'm just going to get back on my journey, continue to find the best version of myself every day. And you know, in time you're just by, you're going to find someone. And then when you do find that person and you put the work and the time in, you know, I feel like that's when it's like, like okay, it's so worth it. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy and nothing's easy. Like people have dreams of having these beautiful homes and traveling the world. And I can guarantee you if they didn't do put the work in to be able to have the financial means, it would never happen. But why do we not put the work in to developing who we are? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people will put invest, they'll invest finances, they'll invest money in all kinds of things. Yeah. Like women, I think, you know, you're younger, but like women, you know, we'll do fillers and in Botox and, you know, all the things to, to feel pretty and they'll get their Louis Vuitton purse or their designer clothes to make this outside but they're missing the whole point because beauty truly, truly, truly begins within. And I don't care what a person looks like on the outside. When they are right on the inside, they are the most beautiful person. I don't care shape, size, color. I don't care, you know, your background, where you're from. Those people are the people I'm attracted to. And I love that because there's just something that comes out of their heart. You're like, wow, like they, you can feel it, right? You know, that love, it, 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 it like supersedes everything on the outside. So I like to share with women like, you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing the things on the outside, but don't forget, you know, there is an inside of you. There is that part that you can have happiness and peace and joy and love and all of those things on your own. And it doesn't, you know, fortunately, it doesn't come from somebody else. And I think a lot of us, including myself for 45 years, wanted it to come from somebody else and it never did. (laughs) So... (laughs) Thank you. Everything that you that you shared was so golden. Uh, what I want to add is that um, you mentioned about working on the inside, because no matter how beautiful you make yourself look on the outside, and you know the designer clothes, etc., but your energy—if your energy is not right on the inside—that's what people can feel. We mm-hmm. we can all feel each other's energies as well. So, someone yeah. that is starting to or want to start working on self love. Yes. Where would you say the journey should start? What are some of the tips that you have for them? You know, there's all different ways. There are different places to start. You know, some people have the financial means to hire a life coach. And that's what I did. I didn't even have the financial means. I put on a credit card and did six sessions and that's all I could do. But that literally changed. I was investing in myself. And I will tell you, even though I didn't have it back then, to this day, I can still say the best money I spent. But if somebody's just like flat out, I absolutely don't. You can always, you know, Google things like self-love. There's so many things that you can, you know, listen to books, podcasts, and you're just on a journey. You're seeking something, right? So I have found on my journey when I do that and I Google certain topics, I'll, maybe I'll find a book or something and I kind of read through it or I listen to the, the free part. You can listen to see if it's a book I want. And that's not really, but then there's three books below that. And then I start clicking on those and then it's like, oh, this is the book I want, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to be seeking to find. So my journey has been that way this entire eight years. Like I never know what my next aha moment's going to be or what my next lesson to learn is. It's like, I tell people, it's kind of like, you're like this onion that has all these layers and you know, you don't know. I, I would have thought on my journey, there were certain things I needed to learn first, but they weren't. And that's just not how it happened. So, you know, it's just in time, you have grace with yourself and 
And I'm always like, I, I do start my mornings out every single morning, at least 30 minutes for myself. I, I, I try very hard because what is the first thing I'm going to do when we wake up is grab the phone and just see if anybody called or text or if we have a message. Yeah. I try so hard for the first 30 minutes to do a meditation, a prayer time, or listen to something positive or read something positive just to start my day off on, you know, that, you know, where we focus is where we go in life throws a million things at us once we get out of the bed and start going. So I really try to wake up earlier. And that has been a huge, huge, um, I feel like my growing time, because like I said, when things hit you and things come hard and you've had that morning to really have gratitude and really get your mind right, it's easier to then take a deep breath and okay, there's always solutions to things. How are we going to figure this out? How are we going to work this? And we don't just like blow up and fall apart, which again is energy, you know, so we're trying to keep our energy positive and as much as we can throughout the day. Um, so yeah, when you just start, it, it's acknowledgement. It's, you know, really, really working on self-awareness. You know, if, if, if you're in an area and you have a ladies meeting or, or if you're a male and you have like a networking thing of men that, you know, are great men and maybe they're super successful, but you're not there and that's what you want. You need to surround yourself with those kind of people because you get to listen and you get to pick up on what do they talk about? How do they do this? How do they get there? You know, I never want to be the smartest person in a room. I never want to be the person who has you know, I want to be around people who I'm always at next level, right? You know, like the next level I want to go to, like, how'd you get there? How did you, you know, do this or that? Or how did your book become bestseller? What are the things that you did? Like, I want to learn. So it's also about being a sponge and learning and being able to set the ego down. Because for my age group, I'm 52. We still, a lot of us have that mindset of, well, that's how my parents did it. And that's how my grandparents did it. And that's how I'm doing it. And you know, times have changed. I'm sorry, but times have changed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, technology and I mean, just so many things have changed. So sometimes you just have to change that mindset and be yeah. like, okay, I'm willing to try some new things. I'm willing to get out of my comfort zone, which living life out of your comfort zone is the only place that change happens. So getting yourself every day, a little more and more out of the comfort zone to, um, you know, to get yourself to achieve the dreams and the things that you want for your life. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, so on at which point in your journey did you decide you are going to become a high performance coach? And I take it from everything that you experienced, this is, and the level that you were at again, that's what you wanted other people to get to know themselves and go to that level as well. Yeah. So when I say high performance life coach, so as a life coach, you can put so many tags on it, relationship coach, fitness coach, health coach, like, you know, but I, I am very big on, you know, there's some people that want to live a good life and that's awesome. You can live your good life and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There's people that want to live a great life and that just takes a little extra. There's people that want to live an exceptional life. I want to live an exceptional life. I want to leave a legacy. I want my kids to, and it's not necessarily monetary things. I want to instill value in my kids that, you know, they can do anything they want to achieve and that positive mindset. So when I say high level performance life coach, it's, you know, I want to take somebody that wants to go from where, like, like where I was, like maybe just broken, maybe they can't even answer any questions like I was at. And I want to really let them understand and see, you know, you're, you're going to be high performance one day. You're going to be that living that exceptional life like you desire because it's in your heart to do it. 
Mm. Not everybody's there and that's okay. I, I work with all levels of people, but I get excited when people want to transform, not change. You know, it's kind of like the caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Like I have transformed my life. I'm people that know me are like, I don't, something's like an alien came and took your body or something. <laughs> I didn't ever smile. I didn't ever talk to people. Um, you know, just everything that I was, I am no longer. So I look back and even when I share stories on my past, sometimes it's hard for me to, it's not hard, but when I'm sharing, I feel like I'm not even talking about me because I'm so healed and I've so moved on that I'm, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did go through that. And oh yeah, that did happen, but it no longer defines who I am. I no longer sit around and talk about it because I'm achieving bigger and higher things. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm always wanting high performance coaching and I want to keep going to level to level. Like, you know, I say maximizing life. The name of my book is about, you know, going level to level. Maximizing life to means to me means going level to level without getting stuck. You know, there's people that get stuck at a certain level in life. Like they make X amount of dollars. And they've been stuck there for 15, 20 years and not a dollar more comes in and they're stuck. Maybe in relationships, they're just stuck at a certain like, you know, this is as good as it gets. And you don't ever have to be stuck. There's there's limiting beliefs. There's things in your self, your self-talk. There's things that are keeping you there. But there's also with a little bit of coaching, it's just as easy to unlock yourself and get unstuck so you can get to the next level. And so that's kind of my my whole platform of maximizing life, high performance life coaching, helping people, you know, go through level to level. There's certain times you have to get out of your comfort zone. There's certain seasons of our life that we can live in our comfort zone. Like, you know, we put this work in and we've worked and we've worked and we worked and we're exhausted and breakthroughs and so many things have happened. And like, okay, I get to kind of relax, right? I get to be in my comfort zone, but you don't get to stay there long because then you'll start realizing you'll start getting stagnant and starting feeling like, Okay, here we go. We took a we took a breath. We got a little break. Now we got to go again, right? Now we got to go to the next level. What's the next level? What's the next goal? And you know, that's how I look at life. I don't look at I arrived or you know, some people just, you know, if I get married, I'll be happy. If I get this house, I'll get happy. If I can buy this certain car, I'll be happy. And they realize, yeah, it made them happy, but for how long? Maybe a, a month, 6 months, I don't know, but not that long it wears off. And it's mm. like, okay, now you need something new. And so Again, it's people like, well, I can just never find my happiness. So it all really, like I said, ties back to learning your authentic self and learning and living a life that's authentic and true to you and just continually to, you know, live level to level as you continue to maximize and grow in your lifetime. You know, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be the person I am today. Like the things that I want to do in my life and the stages I want to speak on and the books I want to write. I have to become a different person than I am today. Like I'm always having to grow and expand. And the person I am today is not going to be the person who goes in a Coliseum to speak in front of, you know, 50,000 people or whatever, when I'm at an event, like I can see and envision in my life, I'm going to have to be, you know, there's just always growing and learning and seeing that. So that's how I like to live my life. Like I don't ever know everything and I'm open-minded and I'm willing to have constructive criticism, which we don't all like. And, you know, when somebody told me at that one point in my life years ago that, you know, you're the common denominator in all your mess, that's not easy to hear. You know, some people can, <laughs> that can make, some people that can make them mad and they, they're like, you know, that I'm, we're not friends anymore. I'm not talking to you. That was, but you know, that was truth. And sometimes 
truth can set you free. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to, it's just easier to kind of put your head in the sand and not know what's going on sometimes because it just feels comfortable and safe. Like, but if you really want change, you have to be aware. You have to know what's going on. You have to address the things that are hard, even though you would rather just be like, but it's just easier if I pretend like I don't care or I don't know, it makes my life easier, but it really doesn't because you're not, you're not bringing the best to your world every day. And you're, you're the one that has having to suffer. So that's kind of my thing to inspire women. And, and I do talk to men, but my heart is really to women because I've been there. So I can totally relate to so many things about being the mom and, and, um, you know, raising your kids and just the roles that we play. And, and when you're also like asking yourself the question of what was your role in it it's not that you are saying that everyone else didn't do anything wrong it's just reflecting on on you and and your role yeah I can't change them so you know I'm not going to say you know oh they did it all wrong you know it it takes to I mean in any relationship we're in it's a you know you bounce back and forth on things so I believe there's always you know a part that we played in things, whether we see it or we don't see it, even, even like me, just allowing the things that I allow, just overlooking, just allowing myself to be talked to the way I was spoken to the allowing myself to be, you know, expected to be the servant to everybody, just, you know, just, and then you, you have allowed it for so long that at some point it can become a resentment that you're like, okay, I don't like this. Like, I don't like how you're talking. I don't, but then when you really look back on it, it's like, but that's how I've taught them. They can talk to me and treat me. And so there is usually, if you really, if you really sit down there, usually, like you said, there, there is always something we could have done differently. Even if we thought we were the best person in that relationship, there's always things that we could have done differently. Can't beat yourself up. You just learn. So when, you know, next time it's like, it was a learning experience. Yeah. I was speaking to to someone briefly last week and she had mentioned that her birthday is coming up. She's going to be 54. And she said that she feels that she has done so many things already in her life. She traveled, she has her ideal job. Um, she's, she's very comfortable with her life. And my natural instinct was there's so much more. There's so much life that that you have to live. So what do you have to say to, to someone in that position? That's, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable because like you also said, it, it's okay to have a good life. Right. And and that might be where she's at. Um, You know, I know people like that too. They, they, you know, they, they followed the rules of society. They went to school, they went to college, they got their degree, they got their great job. They bought their nice house. They have their nice car. They're traveling. It's this box of perfection. I checked all the boxes and I'm good but they don't realize how much more is out there. I mean, just everything from, we can be learning so many different things and hobbies and, and things that we don't even know that we don't even know that we would like, right? Just getting out of our comfort zone, trying new things, traveling new places, learning culture, learning like, you know, you can just, I think traveling the world is one of the most amazing things because you realize no matter what country you live in and you start traveling the world, wow, the, my little world is so small compared to what is out in, in, in diversity. And it doesn't mean because you're visiting cultures and religions that you have to change who you are to be those things. Mm. No, there's just something empowering about learning and, and um, exploring and, and, and having, you know, friendships. Of, I, I love to have friendships of all walks of life, like, like all, you know, I have friends of all religions and all things, you know, and, and we're able to 
still have a very good because we have self-love, right? So when we have self-love, we can agree to disagree on things, but yet we still have common ground on so many things that we're not going to let those little things be like, okay, we can't even go to lunch and be friends because we don't agree on everything. You know, there's just so many things in our life that if we can just open up our mindset, like you're saying, some people just fill the boxes and then their life is good. And that's a good life. And and they could end their life and be like, you know, there's not anything else. But I, I can almost promise you there's a lot of gifts and talents that are within them that they never knew they had because they didn't explore it. And a lot of times our gifts and talents become our purpose. And that becomes that extra when I'm saying like an extraordinary life, like, wow, I found my purpose. I found like, if it was the one thing that you can say, like why you were created to put on, be put on this earth and you found it, it might not be something that makes you money. And it might be, it might be that, wow, you're an amazing motivational writer. And you just started putting your work out there and look at all the people that you're helping and you're not really making a lot doing it, but it's just so fulfilling. Or, you know, maybe you never tried singing or something. You didn't even know you could sing because you never even tried it. But then you start singing in places and it lights up the room and you're, you feel just something inside of you that you never knew was there. Mm. You know, there's, there's, that's why, you know, people say, you know, you need to find a hobby that, you know, lights you up that, you know, brings this best side of you out. And I did that. We didn't talk about this, but I did that with bodybuilding. So bodybuilding was my um, what do you want to say? It was my therapy. It was, I, I grew through bodybuilding. I, I gained self-confidence through it. I found out who I am through it. Um, had I not had that, I don't think I would have learned all the lessons in life and, and just to really push me and expand me out of that comfort zone. Because again, out of your comfort zone is where you grow. So when somebody is staying in their comfort zone and they're doing all their checking their boxes, like, Hey, this is safe. This is safe. This is safe. My low comfort zone all the way through. Great. They're having great success. But never imagine if they were to get out of their comfort zone every day and really push themselves to become more than they ever thought possible. You know, what kind of doors of opportunity could have opened for them? What kind of, um, you know, people and friendships? And, you know, there's just so much more. We only I, I don't even remember the percentage, but we use such a small percentage of our brain. You know, when you study brain, yeah. you know things we use such a small amount. So just really trying to always be open to things. And that's what I like to do. I like to be open, trying new things and, and maybe I don't like it, but at least I tried it. Exactly. And maybe you so, like you said, with singing, maybe you become the greatest singer, but you wouldn't ever know if you didn't give it a chance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many gifts. They don't, they've never, they, they go to their graveyard and, and you can look back at them and like, what did that person stand for? What was their, and you don't even know because you're just like, well, I don't really know. Like, yeah. and that's sad because there's something in them, but we just didn't get to see it. Yeah. And so you, you brought up bodybuilding. I'd love to talk about that. When did you discover it at which part in your journey? So I started bodybuilding about two years after I divorced. That's when I got my life coach and she was talking about hobbies it's like, okay. So I started running and I ran the Houston marathon and running wasn't my thing, but I did it. I did the 26 miles. I'm like, yeah, that's, I, I don't know this runner's high. They talk about, I never got it. I'm like, hey, I'm at 26 miles. Like, what are, what are you guys talking about this runner's high? Um, so it just wasn't my thing, but I did it. I, I, I set something out that I was going to do and I completed it. I didn't quit. I did it. And then a friend of mine was like playing tennis. And so I was like, okay, I tried tennis, but that back and forth thing and my knees and I don't know, it just wasn't, I just didn't connect with it, but I, I played a little bit and, and I gave it a fair shot. 
And then a girlfriend of mine, she, we met for coffee and she was like, oh my gosh, I signed up for this bikini competition. And I had remembered, I was a gymnast when I was younger as a kid and I got married at 18. But I remember around that time, I really wanted to do one of these competitions. And when I married at 18, my husband wouldn't let me in. That was a very toxic relationship. You know, he was very jealous, took my gym membership away. So there was no, I wasn't going to get to do that. So I just kind of, I had three kids in three and a half years. And he's like, moms don't do that. Do you don't get on stage and show your, all these things. So I just kind of let that go, but it was in my heart. Like I'm talking gifts and talents and it was something within me that I knew I wanted to do. So when the opportunity arose for me to do it at 46 years old, everything in my mind was telling me why I should not do it. Like, okay, if you couldn't have done it back then, and now you're 46 and now you have four kids later, stretch marks on your stomach, like all the things you're going to get on stage in a swimsuit. And like, what are you thinking? But I did it. I said, yes, I did it. And um, in my first show, she actually, my friend that was going to do this show, she dropped out. So I had to make a decision. Do I still do it myself or not? And I did. I drove about three hours to my first show by myself, which was a huge deal. I didn't have a coach because I didn't have the money to, I did have a coach. I take that back. My coach was online. So I bought an online thing, but I didn't have a coach going to my show and I didn't have a team. A lot of people have teams they're in. So all their, you know, they all go together. So I truly was doing this myself and it was a learning moment for me. It was like I said, it's my therapy. So I drove there, I get there. And I get on stage for the first time and I am looking at like 500 people and I'm like, what was I thinking? I'm shaking so bad when I got out there because now I realized I don't know which way I was supposed to turn. We came out on stage from one side. I practiced coming from the other side. So now I'm going out on this side. I don't know. And it was a mess. It was my first time out. I was like shaking so bad. I turned the wrong directions. I'm just looking at them like, okay, I, I you could tell people were like, they weren't laughing, but yet they were like, Oh, this poor girl, like, where's her coach? Like what's going on? You know? And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, nobody knows I'm here. I could leave the state right now and go back to my hotel room and be done and never do this again, because this was horrifying. Like the worst, I mean, I already had no self-confidence. I'm trying to do this to build my self-confidence. So the zero self-confidence I had just went to like negative. Right. (laughs) But I had to go two more times on stage because I had three categories to be in. And so they start, they just like whip you right back around to go on again. I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't escape. I was going to try to escape and she got me. So I had to go (laughs) back around. The second time was a little bit better, not a lot, but I didn't shake as much. I was like, okay, at least I knew where to walk to. And it wasn't like, I was like, okay. And then the third time I went around, it was like, I was calm. I was like, okay, I got this Valerie. You've got this your last time. You can go to your room. You, you know, now what, now you see what you're supposed to do. So I, I did my posing and then I was done. I was like, it was just so like, okay, I did it. I did it. It was horrible. I did it. <laughs> you know, you could look at it as failure or you could look at it as learning moments. Cause each time I got better and I was like, oh, so nighttime is when you do the awards and it's like, okay, do I go to the awards or to stay in the hotel room, watch TV? Because I did not place, I'm sure. I mean, like that was really bad. And so I went back to the awards that night. I don't know. There was maybe 10 to 14 girls in the first two groups. And um, of course, I got last place in both of them. I, I knew I did. It, it, it was just, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. It was awful. But the third time around when I was like, okay, I didn't give up. You know, sometimes in life we do something once and maybe it's not great. And like I said, it's not comfortable, but it doesn't mean it's wrong, you know? And then I did it again. It's like, okay, that felt a little better. Still not great, but we, and then the third time I had it 
And that third time I got first place. Oh my goodness. So wow. For me, it was a moment of, I will tell you right now, if I didn't get that first place, I know myself, I would have never competed again because I would have thought it was failure. I would have thought, gosh, what did I think I was doing? Like, that was awful. I mean, I just wanted to cry. I mean, I had no self-esteem whatsoever. And I make myself get up there and people are kind of laughing and chuckling and I'm giving them good reason to, because it was horrible, but I didn't let that define me. And so that self-esteem, that confidence booster, that little bit of self-love knowing, you know, showing myself, I can do hard things. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean, you know, we want the first time on stage, we go out there, it's all pretty and perfect and we get first place, but that's not how life works. Right. And so in my, my bodybuilding, I compete at least once a year, I'll compete again this year, the end of September, I'll start in June for my next prep, but, and I don't know that I'll compete forever. I've been competing five years and I like to at least do it once a year. It just, I always learn something about myself and it just helps me get my body back to a place that, you know, I, I like to be at. And um, I learned so much about myself every time I do a prep. So it's it's been my therapy. And again, had I not tried, like, you know, like you're saying, there's gifts and there's talents. For me, that tied to all these little life lessons I've learned that I was able to write a book, really understand my life coaching, really um, get real with myself and learn to love myself and, you know, building my self-confidence. Because when you find something and it's your hobby, it doesn't have to be bodybuilding, whatever your thing is, and you become good at it. Confidence is a muscle. You don't wake up confident. I used to think, oh, when you're an adult, you're confident. <laughs> I was like, so wrong about that. Like, <laughs> okay, that doesn't work like that. You think that, you know, when you get to a certain age, that wisdom kicks in and you're confident and it's not. And I, you know, I found like having a hobby, having, you know, something that I could get good at, that I could, you know, really enjoy it, it built my confidence because it's like, oh, I am, I can do this. I am, you know, worthy of this. I am enough. I can, I can get on the stage with those other beautiful women. And I, you know, at that time in my life, I was so broken. I thought I was the ugliest girl on the planet because I had men in my life that either told me or that's how they treated me. And so on top of all the way that I was feeling, I didn't even feel like I was worthy of even being on the stage next to them because I was looking at them like, oh gosh, they're so pretty and they're so beautiful. And they're so, you know, my head blindfolders on my eyes just because of my negative self-talk all the years that I allowed myself to be in these relationships. So it was like such a journey and a moment that bodybuilding, I, my identity is not in bodybuilding. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm so amazing. I don't, again, for me, it's been the whole mindset thing of just, it's really shown me that I can do hard things. It showed me like in bodybuilding, it is to extremes, it's like a 12 week prep, but it does each week that you get closer to your show, it gets more and more extreme because more cardio, less food, more water, like, you know, you're just having to manipulate and, and you have to work and you still have to do all the things. And, and I get up at four 30 in the morning to go do first cardio of an hour. I have after work and I have another hour, like it's hard. And so you're really doing the hard things and you, there's so many moments you want to quit, but when you get on that stage, there's no team to have your back. It's what you did shows up on stage. So mm-hmm. in life, it's what you do that shows up in your life. So we want all these other people and these relationships to make it for us. And so for me, it just all has correlated as like, you know, no, you have to, you know, you have to do the work. It's not just going to happen. And is it fun? Is it easy? No. And that's why it's good to have 
when you have a good relationship and you have good people around you, those people that are for you, you lean on them in those moments of, okay, like this is hard. I'm struggling. Like, I don't want to do this. And, and they uplift you because they've been there and they know. And then now I'm able to turn around. I don't just take, now I turn around to people and I uplift them. And I like, I believe in you. I know you got this because I've been there. So it's kind of like we live in this world that we, we learn and we grow and we turn around and we help. We're going up this mountain and then we get there to the top and we turn around and we help other people up. Okay, now we're going to go to the next mountain that's even higher. Okay, we go to the top of that one. Okay, now we turn around and help people out. So it's never about self-love. It's never about I'm better than you. I'm so much greater than you. Look at everything I have that you don't like. I don't I don't even look at it like that. And I think that's um, a lot of people do look at self-love. Oh, that's so selfish. That's so this. And they miss the whole meaning of it's it, it's an inner it's an inner peace and an inner love that you cannot explain until somebody gets there and has it and when they get there and with coaching and you see your client gets there it's the best feeling in the world because you're like yes like like nobody can take that away from you yeah. I, mean, I don't care people can say words they can whatever they want to try to do they can try to manipulate things they can even fire you from your job whatever they want to do but they can't take that away from you because because you worked for it and you found it 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 truly is something it, just magical because like you said, no matter what anyone says, whether it's in your job, whether it's your partner, once you have that confidence and that self-love within yourself, yes, when someone says something, it might you might question it a bit, but quickly after that, you remember who you are and right, what, exactly. your, what your values are. You, you, meant, you touched on quickly your bodybuilding, what your morning routine looks like. On a regular day, what does your morning routine look like? Well, right now, um, I'm still a personal trainer. I have my own personal training business. I go to people's homes and train them. During COVID, I was very fortunate because I I had to work. I was single mom. So I set up a wagon and I went to people's houses. So a lot of my clients stayed in their houses and some go back to the gym. So I was very fortunate not to um, to lose my job during that time. And so I still personal train to pay my bills, but my passion, my purpose is writing books, encouraging men and women. But like I said, I've been through so many things that I know women go through and I just feel their heartbeat of just wanting to let them know their worth, their value, their beauty, and, and just really uplift them. And so speaking places, I, like I was at a women's event, um, was it two nights ago, a couple of nights ago, and I was on the panel and, you know, I got to talk and speak like that lights me up. That's my that's where I'm going. So eventually I won't be personal training anymore. I will have, I have another book coming out at the end of this year. That's called unleashing your inner superhero. And basically that's unleashing that true self because getting, and when I say unleash, unleash, obviously it's getting you out of your comfort zone because that's how you find that superhero that's within. Yeah. And so I have all of these big dreams, but again, they're not just going to happen overnight. I'm not just going to get on the stage for the first time. And it's going to be okay, Valor, you're a public speaker. You're the top life coach. Here's all your amazing books. Okay. Yay. Go. You know, you have to put the work in, you have to, I still work full time. So right now I'm usually six days a week, 15 to 17 hour days. I tried, I try on my, my, my seventh day to only put in like 10 hours. Cause I do need to be like, okay, maybe I can go get a massage today or I can do something for me. But um, people look at me like I could never do what you do. You're really working two plus full-time jobs. And I am because, and then I'm on about three podcasts a week and I enjoy doing that. It gets my message clear and clearer. So when I go on stages and speak, I put the work in, I know how to get up and not for myself say ums and not sure, because I've, I've put my diligence into working and sharing and being on podcasts. So 
again, in life, things, you, things, successful people, I've learned when I'm listening to their stories, it never just happens. We have in our heads sometimes, because we live in a microwave society that just push the button and it happens. And then when that doesn't happen for us, or we have a no or a couple no's, or we don't get what we want right away, we quit. And the thing is you can't quit. So when you know, like I know, I, I can see it. I, I can tell you, I, I know, do I know exactly how I'm going to get there? How it's all going to work out? How is it financially going to take place? You know, right now I'm a one man per team. Like it's just me. I I've, I've learned how to do videos. I've like everything that I do have done to this point has been just me. Like I don't have the, you know, the, the other stuff, but that's okay because it's been very, very, very difficult. And it's like in that pressure, like even a diamond under pressure, right? It's under all of that stress and that pressure that, you know, becomes the most beautiful, you know, can be such a beautiful piece of jewelry, you know, so because all of that pressure, and I feel like I had to go through mine this way. Like, I think if somebody would have just come in as an investor and said, oh, here's some money here, we're going to go do this. I would not be the person I am today. I would not be able to have such a, what do you want to call it? Like, I don't want to say authority, but I have such passion when I talk, right? Because it's like, I've been there. I know I, I can feel it right here when I'm talking, like, you know, and I know it's possible for you because I did it, you know, and it's just that excitement than just somebody handing it to you. So if somebody were just to come to me a couple of years ago and, oh yeah, you could be a great life coach and a speaker and write books here. We're just going to, you know, help pay for all of this. Like my first book I wrote, I paid a company $8,000 for me. That is like, you might as well have told me I paid hundred thousand. Like I'm single mom where I, $8,000. I had to put on credit cards. I had to put on different credit cards only to find out that company was out of another country and a fraud. They had their oh, website, no. business zero, all these things were on it. I didn't know I'm new. Like I'm new to this business world. Yeah. So I didn't, I looked at their website, better business bureau, all their like, what do you want to call it? Like reviews and in, in all of that, I didn't know was fake. So I'm about halfway in and they're wanting things for me. And I'm, I'm kind of like questioning things. Okay. I don't want to, like, again, I said, get your head out of the sand. I'm like, okay, I just want to act like this is all going right. And, and, and I don't want to um, possibly entertain the thought that this is not a legit company. And I started looking them up and I started trying to find their place of business. They said they were located and it was like a PO box or something. It wasn't a PO box. It was like a place you can rent a room out of or something in California. I don't know. Long story short, I was at another moment in my life. What do I do? Do I write my book and do it all myself? I or do I just stop? Hmm. And so my first book, I wrote everything myself. Is it perfect? By no means it's not perfect. It is, but it was my perfect because I put my heart, my soul, my sweat, my everything. And I had to edit it. I had to um, format it. I had to do the cover. I had to, you know, you're going, okay, people have professionals that do this and I had to do all of it. So that book is like, even though sometimes I want to look at it and be like, oh, okay, I would, I would rephrase that. Oh, okay. I would change that. I have stopped doing that because I'm realizing where I was at in my life. That was a beginning and that I will never forget that it wasn't handed to me. I had moments that I could have just quit and I could have said, you know what, this is too hard. I could have every reason I can't write a book. I, I passed high school with a D minus in reading and writing. And that was with tutoring. Like I had ADD, such ADD that it's off the charts. I, I would read things and say things backwards. Like, and so when I did that, that was also another moment of, okay, I can do hard things. We can all do hard things. We don't like it. But then when you get through it, there's a passion there, right? There's a, you know, you can do it. And, and so you're, you're, um, 
I feel like a lot of the most successful people are the ones that didn't have it easy. And you, you know, so I always like to hear people's story when they're finding success to be like, you know, how, how did you get there? And, you know, hearing all the no's and just even things like Thomas Edison, how many no's he had with, you know, or the light bulb attempts, or, you know, we have Kentucky fried chicken here. And like, I, I forget like a hundred no's on investors trying to get, uh, you know, his, his, his um, funding. And, you know, we, we forget these things, you know, these yeah. people that you know, the work and the, and people don't see that I'm not dating right now and I want to be dating, but I, my days are literally 15 to 17 hours. Is that going to be forever? No, one day I will get today and I will marry my King and I will do all those things. It's a whole nother topic. I talk on becoming a queen, grooming yourself as a queen so you can attract a King. And that's another thing I've been doing in my process. And, you know, so just, um, we want the nice things and we want these things in life, but we don't, necessarily. And that's me too. I went 45 years. I didn't want to put the work in. I just wanted somebody else to do it. I'm going to be married to this person forever. We're going to travel the world. They're going to make good money. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to encourage them to keep working and, and helping them to all forgetting about myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, again, it's just, it's been a journey. And when you're saying, where do you start? You just start, you just start baby steps. You did not get to where you're at overnight and you cannot expect to be like, hit this button. And in 90 days, I'm going to be like, have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out, but I do know my vision. I do know that it can change a little here and there. I do know I'm a public speaker. I do know that I'm a life coach. I do know that I'm writing books. You know, I do know certain things. So I do put a lot of time and effort and energy into building, you know, that yeah. path of my life but it hasn't been easy. <laughs> you, everything that you have shared is so incredible. And I, I absolutely cannot wait to read your books and for the next one coming out. I'm so excited to read it. Thank you so much for everything that you have shared. I have taken so much notes and I know everyone's listening. That's listening is going to have so much, so much. Like I, I feel like you have encouraged me to try new things. I'm definitely going to try a new thing, if not this <laughs> evening, tomorrow. <laughs> and maybe that's not going to be the favorite thing. I'll, I'll try something right. after that. I mean, you, you, from what you had shared, it took you running and tennis and then bodybuilding yeah. and, right. and bodybuilding still wasn't, wasn't the easiest for you. You enjoyed it. Um, but the first time you went on stage, you could have self-sabotaged, but you didn't. You're like, okay, let me right. do it again the second time. Okay, this is not the <laughs> easiest. Let me do it the third time. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So and then bodybuilding is not my purpose. I could say, oh, I want to be get a pro card in bodybuilding. And that's my purpose. It wasn't. It's a stepping stone to help me learn to now in my purpose of writing books and speaking. And, you know, so a lot of times the things in life we think are it aren't it. They're just, they're just pieces of our puzzle leading us to where we need to go. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. So if anyone wants to find you and wants your help, where do they go? So my everything I have under my handle is Maximizing Life. So my website, my last name is M-A-K-S-Y-M. So it's MaximizingLife.com. And then all of my social medias, Maximizing Life, you can reach out to me there. Um, I do everything through Zoom. So um, I'm on podcasts in all different countries. I love helping people. And so it's very easy to pop on a call like this and, and do an hour a week Zooming and, and getting people, you know, reaching their goals and having their breakthroughs. Perfect. I will link it down below in the show notes. Thank you so much.